Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Will with ScheduleFly, and I'm really excited today to have Rob McAllister on the phone. <coughs> Rob's in Chicago. He's Assistant Director of Operations for Top Nosh Hospitality. Uh, they've got Chicago Q, Blue Door Farm Stand, uh, Blue Door Farm Stand 2, Blue Door Kitchen and Garden, and La Storia Restaurant. They've also got a members-only cigar lounge. So, uh, <coughs> Rob, thanks for taking the time to join today, man. Hey, no problem, man. Happy to be here. So, uh, okay, so take me back a little bit. What's your? How did you get involved in the hospitality business initially? Um, well, it's kind of funny. I've been in the hospitality industry for probably 15 years now. Um, I started as a uh, phone and order, ta you know, a cashier and order taker for a little Chinese restaurant in the neighborhood around the corner from my house. And they paid me in cash and free food at the end of the night. All right. So that was sort of my introduction. And since then, I've worked, you know, pretty much every position imaginable at any sort of different uh, concept you can think of. So it's been a long it's been a long road to where I'm at. How, uh, how long have you been with Top Nosh? With this particular company, I've been here for seven months uh, as of yesterday. So, okay. um, yeah, sort of a short. I haven't been here quite that long, but, uh, you know, I'm following um, one of the managers that I've worked with in the past, uh, became CFO here uh, around that time. And, you know, he wanted somebody to come on and be part of his team. So I jumped over here. What's, what are you? What are the main things you're focused on right now as assistant director of operations? What does that What does that mean day to day? Um, well, for me, that typically means uh, managing costs, uh, making sure that the ordering and scheduling is in order, uh, keeping our budgets in order, and um, you know, I manage the payroll. Um, so I, I, I I'm kind of all over the place. I would say right now our biggest focus is on uh, sort of maintaining with this management change that we've had. Uh, maintaining our focus on our brands and on our style of service. And, you know, as in any hospitality-driven uh, store, we're all about making people happy. So that's my number one focus is making my people happy and making the customers happy. What do you guys do? What do, all, what do you do really well across the brands consistently, like the sort of the foundational principles? Um, I would say that the number one thing that we're focused on across all of our brands is uh fresh in-house made food um as locally sourced as we possibly can get it and you know everything made from scratch in our kitchens by our guys using the same recipes and pumping out a really awesome product consistently gotcha gotcha and how about the uh customer facing part with service and uh, hospitality what are y'all doing really well from that perspective um it's I think that uh, that we are. Hmm, that's a good question. What are we doing well? I mean, everything. I mean, it's all about personalities, and I think that what we do here is we focus on hiring the right personality and putting them in a position to do well. Yeah. So training them on the menu, training them on the ingredients, um, background training as far as just general uh, culinary knowledge so that they can explain things that aren't even on our menu. Um, and just the ability to educate the guests on what they're buying or what they're eating so that they're more interested in eating it, more interested in coming back and trying something else. And it's all, like I said, it all circles back to that person's personality. And we like to have the right people in place that really want to be here and uh, want to learn and want to give the best style of service. 
do you guys, I mean, in Chicago, like, uh, I, I mean, you have a lot of customers that are uh, visiting, they're on business, they're on vacation, or, I mean, do you have a lot of, are you sort of like neighborhood joints where you've got a lot of regulars too? I'm sure there's a mix, but what's the bread and butter for the business? Most of the time? Man, it's, 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 uh, it's all over the place. It's kind of hard to peg down. Uh, we do have a lot of neighborhood customers. Um, so we're in two different neighborhoods in, in the city and, um, you know, as far as our, all of our locations, we're kind of centrally located in Gold Coast, which is very much a residential area. So a lot of our business there is uh, repeat customers, people that live in the neighborhood, people that have been coming to queue for eight years, you know, and they just keep coming back. At the same time, it is a very tourist heavy neighborhood. So we do get a lot of tables of, you know, businessmen who are just, you know, in town for three days. They want something to eat. They all come out and see us. You know, or uh, yeah, we get a lot of pharmaceutical reps having dinner and stuff like that. So, I mean, we're kind of all over the place. Same thing in Lincoln Park. I would say Lincoln Park is probably more, that's Blue Door Farm Stand. That's probably more uh, neighborhood driven. I mean, we actually have a neighborhood members program and people that live around here. Lots of families come in two or three times a week, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. If you guys, um, so you using uh fresh mostly local food cooking in i mean cooking in house uh, all this these fresh ingredients particularly more local ones does that does that make it harder to control costs um just because by nature of of having everything fresh and having things fairly locally sourced doesn't that get expensive is it makes your job more challenging or I know it's a huge part of what y'all do. I'm just, I've always been curious about that from a cost. Um, yeah, you know, I, I would say that it does make it a little bit more expensive. I would say as far as, you know, time is concerned, it makes it a little bit more time consuming. But to me, that's sort of, that's par for the course. And, you know, the reason we are successful as a group is because we do that extra step and we focus on those things and it's not really about the cost. Um, I would say that mostly just when you're dealing with smaller vendors, their, their costs change. So their prices change. Yeah. So that's really is just on a week to week basis, staying on top of, you know, where we're getting what and who, you know, if we're keeping our order within, a, you know, an acceptable margin so that we're not waste, you know, not wasteful. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would say that, that, that does complicate the process quite a bit because with these larger vendors, it's a lot easier to just, you know, I want three bundles of kale, three bundles of kale. It's the same price every week. Mm. No big deal. But, you know, it comes from the other side of the country or maybe another country. Who knows? I don't know where it comes from. So that's why we, we like to focus on that. And regardless of the work and the cost, it's, it's just better for the food. It's better for the customer. Customers are more discerning these days. They're looking for that more, aren't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're, we're catering to that sort of customer as well. You know, we want the educated eater. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, what do you like most about hospitality? You've been in it a long time. Um, you've, I'm sure you've had ups and downs in the business and seen good and bad things about the hospitality business, but you're still doing it. What do you like most about it? Man, you know, that's a good question. I. It's funny. I'm Every day I am both thrilled and frustrated on both ends of the spectrum at any given part of the day. Um, I think that's probably my favorite thing about hospitality is, is, you know, as much as we strive for consistency, 
it's almost always about reaction and there's always something to react to. There's always a different challenge, a different challenge coming at the wrong time. And there's always, I have an opportunity to overcome some sort of challenge every day. And that's kind of the fun thing for me is, is having those opportunities to um, react in a situation and make the situation better. And uh, that really, you know, it's variety, man. It spices up the life. Well, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, I just think that folks that work in hospitality, particularly when you've done it as long as you have, it really, um, you have to be able to deal with so much. I mean, there's many careers where you have to deal with a lot at once and all that. Man, hospitality, y'all have, particularly with multiple locations and things like that, there's something breaking, there's somebody quitting, there's an upset guest, and then there's, there's, but then there's positive things happen, there's people that are celebrating a engagement in a place. There's just so much going on all the time, and being able to physically and emotionally balance all that stuff to me is just like if you can do that it's almost you know you can do a lot of things with that like that's a skill set that's highly transferable um to 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 lots of different careers i think young people that are getting into business you know i know it's harder and harder to get young people to work in hospitality these days or maybe not for y'all i hear that a lot i'm curious your thoughts but it, it it's like a i mean if you can the skills you'll learn even just in a few years working in hospitality, especially on the you know, back of the kitchen or on the front line, it's like, dude, if you can do that, you can do anything, right? Isn't that true? Is that, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I hope it's true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely would say that that uh, my on-the-job education in this field um, far surpasses anything that I've done in other, you know, I, I was in sales briefly. I've bounced around from industry to industry yeah. a little bit, but hospitality has always been sort of my home. And, um, yeah, it, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought there. Somebody walked right by me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, like in sale and I bet there's, I mean, there's ups and downs and everything, but the amount of stuff you're and dealing with like mm, all yeah. day in hospital long hours lots of stuff barely like you said it's barely ever routine or consistent right there's just always something going on i just feel like it's a really great skill set uh that you it's uh it is it is a lot of juggle you know it's a lot of you walk in the door with a plan and then your plan gets hit in the face by something else and then your plan changes all day and then you add more to the plan in the middle of the day because somebody walked up to you and said, you know, oh, the cooler's running a little hot today. So, OK, I got to call this guy. And, you know, there's a lot of adding to, you know, coming coming in with your plan and then you, you add, you add, you add and you try to subtract and a lot of reacting and delegating. And, man, it gets it gets stressful. But I've I've come up with sort of my my mental solution for how to plan my day, which is pick out three tasks that I can accomplish no matter what hits me in the face today uh, and then plan for, you know, not having a plan, basically. Just find things to react to, find things to fix before they become an issue and, you know, plug along. Yeah, so a proactive list and then, and then but ready to be reactive. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. At least get those three things done every day. Um, Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you this. Um, the uh, What do you guys do? I mean, you've got so much competition in Chicago. Tons of great restaurants, tons of people doing all kinds of stuff. I'm sure the competition uh, helps keep you guys on your toes. But 
what do you how do you guys engage your regular customers and uh, try to keep them coming back once they're gone is it I mean do you use social media really well or what things do you all do to try to keep them coming back in um, their social presence is huge um, again when we're talking about regulars I, I want to harken back to the personalities of the people that we put in place the front of house staff yeah. specifically you know having the right people there who know how to maintain regular business by just being a good host you know hosting a lot of people um, especially people who you would call a quote-unquote regular those are the type of people who like to go out they you know they don't mind spending a little bit of extra money for something nice and they want to be treated to an experience you know and whether that's a day-to-day -day, if it's just um you know i call them aces a, a solo diner somebody who comes in by themselves uh and maybe just sits at the bar grabs the table by themselves those are the people that are going to come back three or four days a week and yeah. you need to know how yeah, to sure. how to give those people that little experience that they want and um and really maintain it during throughout the night and then by the end of the night they're already planning the next visit you know they know what they're going to eat next time they know where they want to sit they know who they want to talk to um that coupled with yes a lot of social media uh loyalty programs you know we do as much as we can to keep the customer engaged um and you know big part of that is menu changes keeping a fresh menu especially with the way our menu works seasonal items you know letting people know that we are constantly upgrading our menu and trying new things and giving them new opportunities and new flavors to try that they can't get anywhere else. Uh, it's really, it's, it's a multi, it's a multifaceted thing trying to get people to come back in, trying to keep making those, those touches. So people are thinking about us. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right, well, let me ask you this. Okay. So I'm a, uh, I'm curious about Chicago Q. Is that, is that barbecue? I'm assuming so. Yes, sir. What Best kind of, what city, kind of, yes, me. All right. Well, <laughs> I hear you, man. Okay. So what kind of barbecue are we serving there? I'm a big fan of barbecue. I'm in North Carolina and we eat a lot of pulled pork barbecue down here. So what, what, what's the definition of barbecue in Chicago? Um, well, our definition of barbecue is non-regional, non-regionally specific. We'll do any kind of barbecue you want to throw at us. Um, you know, we got beef ribs, we got pulled pork, we got whole smoked chickens, uh, we smoke everything in uh, hickory cherry, mm. uh, hickory cherry and applewood, um, our own little combination. And uh, yeah, I mean, there is no there is no barbecue we won't touch. We'll do barbecue, street tacos, Mexican style. Yeah. Um, we had a Korean uh, beef rib special. Uh, you know, anything that anything if you can smoke it, grill it. Or heat it up, we'll, we'll put it on a plate and make it pretty. So wherever you're from, whatever you define as barbecue, you guys are probably doing some sort of it there. If you're in Chicago, man, that sounds – dude, my, I mean, I'm it's 1040 my time. My mouth is watering. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm serious. Uh, that sounds awesome. Hey, by the way, you you mentioned, I think, did you tell me you listen to a lot of podcasts? Was it, Is that right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a podcast fanatic. What, do you, what are some of your favorite ones, just out of curiosity? Oh, man. Uh, if I'm looking for some motivation, I'll listen to, uh, Jocko Willink podcast. He's oh, a, Jocko. Yeah. Yeah. He's Jocko. a former Navy SEAL. Uh, I was born and raised in a military, you know, I'm an army brat myself. So that's the kind of stuff that gets me going sometimes. Oh, I had my um, son, uh, my 11 year old read his, uh, 
Well, he's written two uh, kid, kids Warrior books. Kid. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, The Warrior Kid. Yeah, and then the second one is called Mark's Mission. He read Mark's Mission this summer as one of his required, well, I mean, he had to pick a book, so he picked that one, and then he's now he's reading The Warrior Kid, one, which I, which was actually the first one. But uh, That's very cool. I think that's probably a good idea for a young man. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, we're trying to, you know, he's... He's a little all over the place, so I'm trying to talk to him about discipline and rigor. Chaco is certainly absolutely. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so what else? I, I, that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah, so I found him obviously from uh, Joe Rogan experience. He's one of the big ones uh, on the net right now. Yeah, uh, that's probably my my most go to. Just the variety of guests that he has on there. I can, you know, one day he's talking about microbiology, another day astronomy. You know, another yeah. day they're just getting crazy and making fun of things um what's another one there's one called uh your mom's house podcast that's a comedy i would not suggest for folks under 18 okay okay good uh, <laughs> yeah um what's another one that i like i don't know i almost want to look at my phone and see what else i've been listening oh um npr podcast I'll, tr- I'll try those out anytime yeah i like to hit the news from NB- npr a lot Yep. Okay. Okay. I just listen to a lot of them. So I just, I just ask cause I'm curious when I find somebody listens to a lot, I'm curious cause I, I, I listen to a lot of them as well. And I'm sure anybody listening to this, there's, there's a couple of good ideas for you. So, um, yeah, I need to check out Jocko's podcast. I've heard him interviewed, I think by maybe Joe Rogan and some other people, Tim Ferriss, maybe, but, uh, I've never actually listened to his podcast. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, it can get, it can get pretty intense. I'll tell you that. Yeah. He's there's emotions. Oh, really? Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. He's an intense dude. I admire him a lot. I don't, I don't, I mean, he's, he's a, you know, like if I had 30% of uh, his drive and discipline, it would be a good thing, but I I do, uh, he's, that's, he's doing good stuff. Well, Hey man, listen, dude, I know you got to run. I know you're a busy guy. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this a lot and, uh, appreciate the business and just, um, get after it man if i come up there i'm going to be hitting chicago q for sure may try to get to absolutely a, a uh, cubs game or something before the season's over yeah man and hey we appreciate you as well uh you know i've been working with schedule fly for probably eight years now if not more oh wow um you know always been a pleasure always been an easy service to use and it's kind of funny i called you a couple months back for some help and it was just damn, this is the most helpful guy I've ever met in my life. And, you know, it was absolutely perfect situation. We got this, you know, we got, I I got it where I needed it to be and quickly and super happy to be working with you guys. And, uh, you know, any restaurant that we, any new restaurant we bring up on board, you better believe that uh, schedule fly is going to be our provider for sure. Dang man, dude, that was not necessary, but, uh, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. We always, yeah, no, thank you. Will. That, man. Well, Rob, um, have a good one, man. Thanks. We'll talk again soon. I'm sure always around and always happy to help. And, uh, we'll, uh, just get after it, man. You guys have a good day, good week. And, um, uh, we'll catch up soon. All right. Take it easy. Will. thank you very much. Okay. See you. Bye-bye.